0: Do 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 do. Here we go. <clears throat> My name's Todd Adams.
1: This is Kathy Adams.
0: Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number two hundred and seventy-one, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because it's good for your soul.
1: No, you'll feel outstanding. Oh, stick with a tagline.
0: Sorry, you'll feel outstanding. And who does want to feel outstanding? For goodness' sake. But you know what? It is good for your soul. That's right. Then did we steal that from somebody? I don't know.
1: No. We're not. Good. We're just using it today.
0: On today's show. David Brooks. Yes. You saw an interview from him last night talking about character. It's going to be a movie line heavy show. Ah, What's your problem? Because Betis? we're,
1: what do you mean a movie line heavy show? What about the, what about talking about character?
0: Yeah. Character and movie lines. All
1: right. Okay. And
0: then, um, I also want to, um, talk a little bit about one of my favorite parts of European vacation that I think has something to do with our family. Is it me? It's me. It's <laughs> you. All right, so I'm going to play that clip, and I'll explain why in just a little bit. Uh, but first, um, what do we want to promote? Nothing. Well,
1: today is Tuesday, correct? Or the day that people are listening to this? Right. It's December 8th, so tonight I have a facilitation um, at Fitz's Spare Keys. A facilitation. Is that a funny thing to call it? I'm teaching a class. A talk. A talk. I'm giving a talk. Uh, myself, uh, Rita Highland, Lorna Samatis, we're going to be talking about self-love, and authenticity. And that's bigger than those two words, meaning compassion, stability, um, empathy. I mean, it's everything. And I think it, uh, the month of December is a really good time to get regrounded and refocused on what's most important to you, which is why we decided to use or talk about this this month. So um, you can go to com, click events, and you can register. If you decide last, last, last minute that you can come, yes, you can, you can just show up. Show up at the door. Um, we just, because for setup reasons, we just like to know how many people are going to be there. So anyway, that, that and then the conference.
0: The conference. We'll save that to the end. Okay. Um, but I just sent an email out to all the guys in my men's group called The Tribe, and we're having a uh, retreat in February. And these guys get first dibs but we have capacity for more so if there's any men out there that you don't even have to live in the chicago area we actually have some people that come from out of state to attend these three-day retreats uh shoot me an email at comments at zen dot com, or you can just go to my website dot um it's friday afternoon through sunday afternoon and it's a really awesome event so hopefully people do that so we're going to talk about character that's the main thrust but can i do my european vacation thing first cuz it's if f-
1: you must you must
0: so european vacation is one of the worst of the four for sure but it's not as bad as vegas vacation true um but this Rusty makes me laugh even more than Anthony Michael Hall. I just don't know if that's possible. So I'm going to play the scene, uh, just a quick part of the scene, where they're all frustrated with each other. Yeah. And I'm going to play that part first um, because, you know, when you travel with family, it gets. You get
1: annoyed at each other.
0: So here comes Clark W. Griswold. Why the summer puss, Russ? You know, you totally won what could have been the best day of my life back there. What are you complaining about? I lost my
1: boyfriend thanks to this vacation. I vote we don't talk about Jack anymore. I vote for that.
0: Oh, yeah? Well, I vote we don't talk about schedules anymore. Me too. I'm for that. Well, I vote we don't talk at all. How's that? Not until we get to Rome and everybody calms down a little bit. Maybe then we- All right, so that's what they do. So <laughs> they're getting annoyed at each other, and it's funny, like. The parents and the children are basically equals.
1: Totally. Well, that's what vacation is all about. Yeah,
0: like ordinary rules (laughs) kind of go out the window. So I'm going to play another real quick clip after I explain why I'm playing this. Yes. I came home on Saturday morning. Okay. No, Saturday afternoon from yoga. Okay. And I came in with this bundle of energy.
1: (laughs) You called me before you even got home.
0: Uh, Actually, you called me because you said, why don't you pick something up for lunch on the way home? Oh, yes.
1: You're right. I called
0: you. And I was like, no, let's make sure the girls don't do too too much tech time. (laughs) And they're going to be on their their iPads all day. And I was totally kind of like frazzled. Like I wanted not to be cooped up indoors today. Because I know if I'm indoors, I'm going to work.
1: Well, it, and can I please, like, please okay. bring it bring so it. the funny thing is is okay first of all it's Saturday Yeah. so we've been you know working all week going to school they all three of them did stuff on Friday night got in late right yeah. so we wake up on Saturday morning and we got up early because JC had to go to lacrosse and I had to take Cameron to the dentist so we'd been home for a total of two hours right <laughs> And everyone's kind of chilling. I mean, yeah, uh, the girls were kind of back and forth on their um, technology, but they were also, you know, walking around the house and doing other things and talking to me. And then I called Todd and I said, hey, let's, you know, pick up something for lunch or let's go to lunch. And he said, like he already said, you know, we just need to get out of the house today. I don't want the girls on technology all day and it's just not going to happen. And I, I was I was like, well. I guess I understand, but I also want you to know they haven't been right. on technology the whole time. And and I, if you listen to the show, you know that Todd and I differ in that he needs to move all the time. I
0: like to move it, move it.
1: I like to move it, move it. And while I enjoy moving, I just as much enjoy not moving. Yeah. I enjoy just going with the rhythm of a day, which is very hard to do on any day but Saturday and Sunday. Yeah almost
0: virtually impossible yeah, that's really what weekends are hopefully
1: that's the whole point point. and so i like going maybe but, to my c- computer and then going outside and then cleaning up and then i love rhythm I
0: well love- and it was early december and it was like a wonder it was a beautiful sunny like 48 degree day correct and i was just like let's get out of dodge and i was the only one who wanted to get out of dodge throw so on top of that i did took a noon yoga class it was already 1 30 nobody had eaten lunch so Carmen was grumpy because she was hungry. She so hungry, yeah. You were hungry. Very. JC was going to a movie, so we had like this time crunch. And basically, I feel like this was our European vacation on the train moment because you were the least annoyed or you were the the most in – you were in the best mood. Yeah. But me and the girls were like just mad at each other. But
1: let's talk about why. Okay. Because this is the most important part okay. is that you – when you listen to this show, if you do – You'll recognize that in your language, you keep saying, I felt this way, I felt this way, I felt this way. And you made it about everybody else. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I need to get out. I don't want to be at home. girls." I
0: probably actually said we need to get out, but then maybe I took ownership over it. doesn't matter. The- but it's the same thing. I mean, right.
1: nobody else felt that need. Would And here's the important part, you guys. Would we have maybe gotten out? Sure. Or could we have gone somewhere? Maybe. But when somebody comes home and starts demanding, and, and I, was, I was-
0: I was suggesting.
1: Well, this is what's funny, okay? <laughs> I was in the office, and I heard you walk in, and I, we were already on the phone, so I already knew you were all wired up about getting out. And yeah. I said to the girls, girls, I wouldn't be on technology when your dad walks in the door. <laughs> you weren't. Yes, I did. <laughs> and they weren't. Two of them weren't, but JC was on the couch. I said, because your dad's all- not happy about technology
0: today so just dad's in nutty mode dad's
1: in that mood so they were like oh so then you walked in the door and you said okay what are we going to do today are you going to figure it out or am i going to figure it yeah, out yeah
0: i was like being a child
1: and they were like um so when you say they were in a bad mood mm-hmm. no they weren't
0: before you walked in the door right but i i converted them into bad mood correct
1: so i was kind of standing Yay for me <laughs> i was kind of standing back observing say and then as they kind of walked away and they were all annoyed I was kind of like, what's the deal? Like, why do we need to go somewhere if you – and I said, if you want to go somewhere.
0: And then I said, no, I want to be with my family. But I want them to do what I want to do.
1: Right. Or you wanted them to come up with something on the fly if they have a new – idea. I
0: was like, let's go to the park. Let's go outside and do something. And
1: And how about – this is the big shift is sometimes we bring our kids in and we say, well, what do you want to do? If you can't come up with something, I'm going to. So already you're stripping their power, Mm. putting them in a place of – having to come up with something that they never even wanted to do. It's all your stuff. Imagine the difference of walking in the door and saying, oh, I just can't wait to get outside, or I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go to the park. If you guys want to join me, please do. Or I'm going to go on a bike ride.
0: If I did that, you know what happened? What? See a Dad. Maybe. You probably know. I, I think Skyler would have walked over to the park eventually. Maybe. I may have gotten Sky, but there's no yeah. way I would have gotten the other two.
1: Well, maybe not. But that part of that was because of the other issues involved, which was the hunger. Yeah. You know, it was time It was time to eat. Yeah. And the other part was JC had to be somewhere in an hour. Yeah. So we eventually got it together and we kind of talked about it.
0: The minute we started filling our bellies, things got better.
1: They did. And I'm I'm a big, as you guys know, I'm a big advocate about let's talk about the the real thing that's going on, which is what you and I are discussing right now, which is let's not say, why well, are you girls in a bad mood? Or, you know, we shouldn't be in a bad... Let's talk about why this... Ha- how we got here. Right. You know, instead of pretending... That somehow you walked in and they were in a bad mood because that's not what really happened. Yeah. And so here's the thing. For for you, I don't think you're wrong right. about wanting to get outside on a beautiful day, nor do I think you're wrong for wanting to go move mm-hmm. because these are things you need. I think the separation is, and we talked about this last night, is just because you need it. Doesn't mean everybody else
0: does. Right. But I don't want to be alone either.
1: Well, that's a different conversation. Right. I want to go out. I know you're having a good time, but we, well, can we hang for 30 minutes? You are asking somebody if they will join you rather than demanding and telling them they're doing something wrong. right? There's such a different feeling. Like if you would have said to me, I know you want to hang out, but I have to get out for 30 minutes. Will you walk with me? Mm-hmm. What do you think I would have said?
0: Probably would have said yeah.
1: Exactly. So we get our our needs met so much better when we like when we conf- not confront that's the wrong word when we approach people right with a sense of vulnerability and a sense of taking responsibility. for There was for no our vulnerability going on when I walked in. On well, Saturday and morning. and that's and again that's a mindfulness practice too. Is you figured it out pretty quickly yeah. after you got in the door. And sometimes we say things before we recognize it. But the bottom line is, is sometimes we get in our head and we have all these thoughts. And I said to Todd, you were in the car coming up with all these scenarios about how your kids are always on technology and none of it was true. Mm-hmm. And then you came home and acted from that belief
0: system. Right. Um, do you think Clark W. Griswold had mindfulness? <laughs> so uh, this is not going to be as good on audio, but I, I love the scene so much. I'm going to play just a quick part of it. Maybe it's,
1: people can visualize it. It's the
0: same scene. Fast forward like thirty seconds, and everybody's doing something to annoy everybody <laughs> else. So Rusty's singing this song. He's got his headphones on. And he's singing this awful song, um, and Clark starts playing with the ashtray really fast. He yes. like opens and closes it, and then Audrey is uh, blowing bubbles and sucking them back in. It's a really uh-huh. annoying sound. And Ellen is doing the newspaper the bad, the thing. The newspaper, yeah. So here we go. Ah uh, no.
1: No, <laughs> no fish yeah. here. There's
0: Ellen with the pig. <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. That. But
1: what about when he he starts singing to him? Well, Don't you have that part?
0: It, he sings for a while. You. It's me. Is <laughs> <laughs> it <me. laughs> uh, you? I am going to post that YouTube clip in our show notes, and I just think you guys should watch it. You it's know what? Funny. When
1: I saw that movie, and I think I saw it in the theater,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was the only part I laughed out loud at.
0: It's just so funny because we, they're all completely annoyed at each other. There's no parent. There's no child. There's just four people who in happen child. to be re- in yeah. child. <laughs> yes. And I was in child on Saturday.
1: Yeah, well, and I uh, – w- uh, when was the last time I was in child? I feel like I just did something the other day that I, I – I can't remember.
0: Um Sweetie, one of our sponsors for our uh, Zen Gets Real conference or Let's Get Real conference is a company called CertifiedTaxCoach.com. Yes. You you
1: You know what? They were like the first people to jump on board, if I remember correctly.
0: Dominique Molina. Yeah. She owns, she's the co-founder of Certified Tax Coach. Uh, She says, it seems like the rich and the famous get all the breaks while the rest of us pay a lot more. Uh, She grew her career as a CPA. She began to realize that it's not really how much you make. That determines how much tax you pay, but how much you earn that money that makes a difference. So um, Dominique is a fan of the show, right? Yes,
1: and, and her husband, Anthony, yes.
0: Right, and um, she used to find it difficult to see the spirituality in working with money, but there's nothing more rewarding than helping someone change their life. So she has this website, and the whole purpose is for small business owners to get good tax advice. And she has a whole network of people that she has vetted to um, use as your tax... Your coach. uh, Your coach. Your
1: coaches, right?
0: Right. Certifiedtaxcoach.com. Uh, it's an interesting model, and I think it's one that will stand the test of time. So I
1: think I read somewhere on there that she actually at one point had a waiting list of two years. Mm-hmm. Like that's how well that they were doing. Right, and so then that's why she expanded out and and you know trained more people and started this program. So um, we're so thankful to have them as a uh, sponsor of the show, uh, partner with us. And this is totally up your alley, Todd. The money connected right. to spirituality, connected to well being.
0: I know. I'm delighted that they decided. To uh, be a sponsor of the conference. Are they coming? Do you know? Yeah, of course they have a table. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, anyway, certifiedtaxcoach.com. So, let's talk about David Brooks. So, I'm going to play a few clips, but I want you to set it up.
1: Okay. So, as you guys know, you know, Super Soul Sunday, Sunday is my favorite day of TV. Um, It's the only day that I'm like, I want to watch the shows that came out today because everything else we watch, you just watch it by streaming it, you know? So, um, Super Soul Sunday. And David Brooks was on. Now I know David Brooks because I've read his articles in the New York Times, and he actually you know shows up a lot. Um, and they were kind of uh, giving his bio at the beginning of Super Soul Sunday, and they mentioned that he's a conservative, and I didn't know that. Um, and I I that. you just that. thought he
0: was a good writer.
1: Well, I just loved the fact that I've read his work for so long, and that I've never, even though he's a political pundit, yeah. truly, I've never connected I've, the dots. No, yeah, and that's kind of kind of old school, like. Politics, like as I was reading about his history, I said to Todd, "He's because my grandfather was a Republican, and I said he's my grandfather's Republican. Like that, it's a it's a fiscal. Mm-hmm. It's like how we spend the money yeah. versus all this ideology right. that is like you're bad. They're you know. Yeah. And again, I'm not just saying the Republicans do that. Yeah. There's a, it goes back and forth. But a lot of times, conservative, um, some conservative views I don't agree with, but I really um, enjoyed listening to him and. And um, I appreciated that connection.
0: The whole hour was basically one big, large quote. I mean, he was that good.
1: He was so good. And, And I guess I, like I said, I guess I knew who he was and I'd read his work and I always appreciated it. But I have like a deeper appreciation for what he's doing because he's written this book now um, called The Road to Character. Mm-hmm. And what he explained, and I'm summarizing a lot here, is that in his work life, he you know reached some pretty major goals um, and rose really high and kind of uh, went up the traditional ladder of success. And he found as he got older and he had more experiences that that path, as we talk about all the time, doesn't really create happiness and he was finding a lack of this integrity and character in our society, and he was curious about it. He wasn't pointing a finger and judging other people. He was actually kind of turning the finger back at
0: him. Well, he admitted he's like things were important to me as my career was kind of – all of it was about career and success. Yeah. And now that he's a little bit older and probably a little bit wiser, he's softening up a little bit and talking about vulnerability and you know yeah. self-awareness and things like that, which are things that he probably never thought of much less talked about
1: and he talked about how those are the pieces that are getting lost i mean they are so lost in politics right now on Mm -hmm. both sides yeah like it's become completely a different it's become a war yeah it's become we've it's completely divided down the middle you know there's no room for conversation and 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 it doesn't make any sense it's become more entertainment than anything um, which i know many of us will agree with and not good entertainment Mm -hmm. scary entertainment um but Anyway, going back to what he was talking about, I, I, there were a few clips that um, Todd and I made sure that we uh, focused on because they're worthy of a discussion. So why don't you play the first one about um, – well, which one do you want to play first? Let's play
0: the first one. This is, I don't think okay. we need to set it up. Okay. And they asked 10,000 junior high school students, what do your parents care more about, that you get good grades or that you're kind? And 80% of them said my parents care more about getting good grades that's the message we end up sending.
1: I think that's a really
0: good hit the pause button for a lot of parents who are listening to us right now. So um, I think that that's, um, you and I had a discussion about that.
1: Right, we paused right after that, <laughs> just when Oprah said hit the pause button. We literally did when we were watching it.
0: Right, and the insight that I think you said was if they asked the kids, that's the essential part of the quote. I think it's worth repeating. They asked a bunch of kids how many... It was a
1: Harvard study. Right. They asked junior high kids. Got it. How, if you... We're asking you kids, do your parents care more about your grades or care more about you being kind?
0: And 80% said... Grades. Now, here's the thing. If we... Interv- if, if they surveyed... The parents, Mm -hmm. do you think it would be the same result?
1: Not at all. Tell me why. I think the parents would say, no, I want my child to be kind. The important part of his language that Todd and I were deciphering as we listened to it is he said the message we are sending our kids is that grades are more important. Yeah. We may not be saying verbatim, mm-hmm. your grades are more important than being kind, but our overt, covert, conscious, subconscious behaviors mm-hmm. are demonstrating that to us, grades are really what matter the most. Yeah. And when it comes to things like character, <clears throat> grades can play a small role, maybe in being, you know. Uh, focusing in on something and working hard. I'm not saying it doesn't play any role, but oh my gosh. Mm. As far as going out into the world and being a person of, again, integrity or being a person that other people can rely on, kindness is so much more important. You can have somebody who gets C's throughout their entire life. You know, that's their grade they get from the educational system, but um, they are kind and open-hearted and generous and they go out and do amazing things. So the fact that we put together success in life and happiness and grades doesn't make sense. Right. And and here's the most important thing, and, and again, I'm just reiterating what we said, our kids are getting this message. They really think it's more important that they're getting A's mm-hmm. than they are being kind to others. That's yeah. the message they're receiving.
0: Yeah, at, at spare no cost, got to get my kids the best tutor, got to get my kids the best whatever, to make sure that they are going to get into the good high school, the good college, and we are sometimes falling a little short to make sure that our kids know what's most important. Because to your point, the intention is for our kids to be happy. That's what everybody always says. Content, yeah. Content. And then they say, well, what does it mean to be happy? And then they say successful, and then they go from successful to job and job to college. And really what it is, is we want our kids to experience fulfillment, to have uh, love in their life. To know
1: they belong. To
0: know that they belong, that they know that they're connected to the whole. Yes. And I think most parents would agree with what we're saying, but the message that is being communicated is different than the one we think is being communicated.
1: And you know what? We were just talking about this with our daughter last night. I'm I'm realizing how interesting this is because... Again, uh, my daughter that we talked about last week about how she sometimes feels overwhelmed about what's coming up in school like most kids do or, or you know, there, she has a few classes where if you get a certain grade, you can go back in and do more work and get a higher grade and it's constantly about achieving more. And I could tell, you know, and again, she gets this heaviness about it and she and I had a discussion about it um, because there was, you know, again, things that she felt that she could have completed faster and quicker and, you know, she's – and and I said – You know, I was trying to give her some um, because she opened the door to this. Some thoughts about you know, do this first and then move on to this, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to give her some organizational steps, and she said, "Well, yeah, because then if I do that, then I'll definitely get that eighty-nine up to an A." Right? And I said, "I "I don't,
0: we don't care. That's not
1: what. That's not why I'm giving you this advice. Right? The reason I want to support you right now is not for that reason, but because I see you being hard on yourself and the dialogue that you're using to describe yourself in my Presence is not true. Mm-hmm. When you're saying that was stupid of me, that was that was dumb of me. Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so lazy about this. I'm I'm like whoa 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 whoa. Those, that language is not helping her, quote unquote, achieve more. Mm-hmm. It's only causing her to, to lose her energy to feel bad about herself and create a story that isn't true.
0: Well, you may have just said this, so I apologize if I need you to repeat it. But it all started with her not completing a homework assignment in the way that she wanted this to This goes complete. back
1: like two weeks. Right. right.
0: So you started giving her ideas on how to prioritize. Right. And she kind of thought that you were prioritizing it so that she'll get a better grade. But actually you were helping her prioritize so she could be less stressed on a Sunday afternoon.
1: And I was able to, I was so thankful she said, okay, and then I'll get that B up to an A. And I stopped and said, this is not about that. This is about your emotional stability. Mm -hmm. I want you to go to bed and know that you did your thing that's done, and now it's time to rest or read your book or relax because that's what's li- what life is about. Yeah. I'm all about working hard and, and doing your homework when it's time and showing up for school, essential. But then, it's, then there's a point where you're done. Right. When you're carrying that around 24-7, which our kids can do now because yeah. they've got their Chromebooks and their phones and they can constantly look at their grades on power school, and it's just, it, there's just no end. And so because the access – is so because it's so accessible they have to learn in themselves how to be able to let it go right because it's no more you know when we were young we walked out of the building and <laughs> we let it go because right. there's no other way now let it go, <laughs> let it go. Got that fast Can't hold it back proceed that was quick thank you um so anyway i just feel like you know going back to The whole thing that David Brooks said is that that's just an indicator. I'm not like a fear monger about this. I'm not like, oh, we're raising kids who aren't kind. It's not that extreme. But there is a message that they're getting that is causing them to fight what maybe they believe innately with something that they're hearing from adults, meaning... We're
0: helping them forget what they once knew.
1: Because what they know is, of course, you're kind. Of course, you're compassionate. Of course, you help. That's how we come into the world. That's our DNA. That's how we're created. But then when we start to put other things as more important and we make everything a competition or being the best, it's confusing to them, which is why it causes all this inner disruption. Yeah. Because they don't know... They're being told one thing and they're feeling another thing and they are not in alignment and so the best thing we can do with our kids is, of course, teach them new things and new skills and have conversations be- as they grow up, but also help them stay in alignment with what they know to be true. Yeah. But that's hard when parents have a dream about what kids should do and what it should look like and what their grades should be. Well,
0: and that's why we have to start with the correct starting point which is the parents. Well, not only is it the parents, but the parents' perception of what success equals. And yes. we're not going to talk about that right now because we've done dedicated a million podcasts yes. to it. But success does not mean having a good job no. for me. It'd be nice if my kids had a good job, but But what is the definition of good
1: job? That doesn't even exist money, anymore. Money,
0: security. That's it, what it that's if you if you want me to walk through what I think a lot of parents would say, it would be I want my kids to be financially secure so they don't have to worry about blah, 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 blah. Okay. And all I want for my kids is to be kind. Yeah. Like I love short quotes or short things to put on a vision board. And if you can start with be kind on your vision board, as far as what you want for your children and work from that point, as opposed to security uh, for your kids, financial or otherwise, then let that, when you get stuck, let be kind, be your guide instead of, Good college.
1: And what what I know, what my language is, is to know that they belong here. Mm -hmm. And when I say here, I mean in this home, on this earth, in this time and space, that they are necessary. Because if – and I'm not talking about more special than others. Please help me. you know, People who are listening, this is not about my children are more special than other children. Absolutely not. It's about we all belong. And do you know that you belong and that what you have – is necessary in this space
0: and time. Well, and what you just said is important. And I think the another way I would describe it, like I always think of things to say at the dinner table and then I get to the dinner table and I forget what to say. Yeah. But like if we had a mantra before dinner, which we don't, I would be like, I just hope my kids know that they are no better than any other person walking on this earth and they are no worse. They're not lesser, and that, right. and that works in both things. Because a lot of kids feel guilty or shameful or think that they're not as good as this kid. And we got to bring that attitude up. And then the converse of that is sometimes kids get into ego and grandiosity right. and privilege. Gotta, privilege. We got to bring them down.
1: Or, or yeah, what, yes. what,
0: what, whatever the language is, but you know what I mean. I do, like I do. We are, to your point, we belong. I had a different way of explaining it, but I'm saying the exact same thing exactly. you did with different words.
1: Exactly. And when you know you belong and you have something to offer it, you offer it from the deepest part of yourself and you figure out new ways to offer it. Instead of teaching our kids what grit is mm-hmm. through like some kind of curriculum yeah. or forcing them to do something they don't want to do, you teach them how to be in alignment with themselves and grit comes naturally. When you... You are in a place where you know who you are and you know you belong and you trust who you are. You're gonna be gritty, mm-hmm. there's because you make things happen. You, you don't. You're the same kind of barriers don't present themselves. It, it's a um, a sense of oh that didn't work. Well, I need to try it another way. Yeah. Oh, that's not the person I'm supposed to meet. Well, I guess I need to meet a different person tomorrow. Right. And it's not always that simple. You know, we this is uh, whatever. 45-minute podcast so we you know have to no it is that
0: simple <laughs> just kidding
1: but you know there's a lot more to it there's lessons learned in maturity and maturity and education and development but at the same time that's the essence it's like that core place yeah. um, which connects very well to the next quote
0: i'm going to do the next quote but first i'm going to talk about two of our partners okay. which is tree of life chiropractic care dr kelly she's our family chiropractor And she's really good at what she does. And her website is com. And then our other partner is John J. Kelly Dentistry. And his website is ChicagoDentistOnline.com. And he treats all three of our daughters and us for that matter. So um, give each one of those uh, businesses a call if you need anything like that and consider supporting our partners. Yeah. All right. Um, So second quote. You ready, Freddie? I'm ready, Freddie. And so I I have a a great quote there I like. Uh, yes. by a guy named uh, Tillich who said that what suffering does is it takes us below the everydayness of life yep. and reminds us we're not who we think we are. It carves both beneath what we thought was the basement of the, our soul and re- carves through the floor
1: and reveals the cavity below. So it really introduces us to ourselves. When you're in those moments of suffering,
0: it gives you empathy, because you sympathize with the others. But then you want to turn that, that moment into a story that will lead to service. So I'm going to play it again with Oprah saying it because he says it really quickly, but it's a really interesting, valuable Mm -hmm. quote. So here's Oprah restating what he just said. I think that what David just said is worth repeating. Suffering takes us below the everydayness of life and reminds us we're not who we think we are. It carves both beneath what we thought was the basement of our soul and then reveals the cavity below. It really introduces us to ourselves.
1: You also, I like it in the book when you talk about how. So I also had like you when I, we watched that part together too, yes. right? And we paused and I was like, whoa. And the reason why I was like, whoa, is that experience for me, that painful suffering experience. And I'm putting them together, even though I, even though I know they're two different things like we talked about last week. Yeah. But that experience of feeling pain and then having the pain linger for a while, mm-hmm. which is by definition suffering. Um, it has taken me to some really crazy places, yeah. some scary places and some very enlightened and grace-filled places. And when – and and his language of that cavity below who you think you are because we all kind of think we're something. Like yeah. this is what I think I am. This is what the world is. Here's my belief system. To get through that basement door, mm-hmm. something pretty significant has to shove you down there. Crisis a significant crisis.
0: Depression, pain, whatever. Pain. It doesn't matter.
1: And sometimes it's joy, like sometimes, you know, the birth
0: of a child, mm-hmm. you know, a marriage. But I don't think of the good things as looking down. I always think of the good things as looking up. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think
1: that's a heaven thing, though.
0: Yeah. Whereas this visual, he talks about, I don't I don't remember what it was, but you get down to the what you think is the bottom right? and you realize that there's a hatch. Right. And you're like, there's actually a deeper place that you can go and I, I don't know, I think of that as...
1: Well, let's use one of the other examples that he used on the show. He used Dorothy Day, who's a social worker, yeah. who in her early life, she was, didn't make great choices, you know, had some alcoholism issues, you know, mm-hmm. all these these things that she was dealing with that some may say, oh, she's struggling. Yeah. Well, she had a child and after she had the child, and she was very honest about having a child, especially the, the childbirth, yeah. you know, this is painful and and crazy and, you know, out of body. And, but she also had the experience of recognizing how it opened, literally opened up her heart, as many of us parents know, and it completely changed her and drove her to that place inside. So maybe Todd, um, because again, you don't need to, change this, but maybe another way to look at it is when I think about going into that cavity, it goes maybe going into the depths of your heart mm-hmm. instead of the depths of some downward negative place. Right. I think sometimes we associate that that heaven hell thing and we think going down is negative, going up is good. And sometimes going down into a
0: heart-centered place is good. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing he said in the interview is that when you talk to an elderly person and you say, like, what are the major events that really that you think of that were really moving? And he's like, you never, t- you never talk about a vacation in Hawaii right. or you never think about, you know, a good party. The, the, the life-altering events that happen to you that are the most significant are usually the ones that start with pain. Yes, because that's <clears throat> for whatever reason it's usually when you change
1: it breaks the shell
0: it breaks the shell it does
1: because it's like you know Elizabeth Lesser's book we talked about many years ago broken open it, it takes a lot mm-hmm. for something to break open a shell that a mask that mm-hmm. you've been wearing and unfortunately um it's unfortunate that that pain is that trigger but at the same time it's very fortunate because at least there is a trigger and I, I said to Todd after we saw that quote or heard them say that, is that one of the things that I really, it's really important to me, I'm actually writing another book right now and this is really the focus of it, is the whole idea of being genuine. And when you dive, when you are sent to that place deep in your heart through pain or joy or wherever, you really do look around and it's everything is different. Mm. You see things in a, with completely different eyes, you understand the importance of death being our teacher, you understand how everything that you thought was important, most things are very frivolous, Yeah, and what we have to be really vigilant about doing is when we have that experience is taking a piece of that back with us into our real lives again. Because a lot of times we go down to that deep cavern, that cavity below. And
0: then you revert back.
1: And then we just jump back up. We like basically just take an elevator back up.
0: Well, um, what I was going to say is the other thing, and I don't know if this is Eckhart talking to me here, but you don't necessarily have to wait for these crises, exactly. these tragedies to make these changes. Exactly, It's the most accessible when you're going through crisis or you have a lot of pain, because that removes all the layers. Right. But you don't have to wait for that to happen. No. Um, so that's one thing that I think is important to well, add.
1: And some people innately know. There are some people who have such an integrity, character, understand themselves so well, know that they belong, that they kind of function, maybe not at the deepest cavity, but a pretty interesting level of awareness in the world. That's what self awareness is, is you understand kind of the bigger picture and and how you fit into that picture and that you're essential and and the pieces that you're struggling with. See, self-awareness isn't full-on self-acceptance where you're like every piece of me is perfect. Self-awareness is seeing – It's, you know, the word that I love so much, humility. It's seeing where you're struggling, too. Self-awareness is like, wow, this I could do pretty well, this I kind of suck at still. It's like recognizing – and that doesn't mean then we have a problem and we need to heal it. Mm -hmm. It just means you see yourself. That's what self-awareness is. But my point is, is that a lot of people – have a pretty significant self-awareness where they they kind of go through the world making choices based on that deeper cavern of understanding. So they don't – they have n- normal pain of people passing away or, or crisis that, that can be unex- – you know, that's really uh, – Unexplainable. Sometimes yeah. it's not that they they don't have that, but they don't go through life having bricks dropped on their head like a lot of people do. Yeah. a lot of people have a painful experience and they don't learn from it. And they 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 go to that cavern maybe for a day or two and they say no more. Yeah, I don't, don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. So they they keep they go through the life and they have a lot of crisis. Do
0: you think that that's where gratitude comes in too? Because you know we I have a men's group coming up and we're going to talk a little bit about gratitude and it is to not just have gratitude for the things that are working in your life but to have gratitude for the things that you're challenged by that you learn these wonderful life lessons from because i think that is something that to your point we always want to try to um get rid of the pain right and that doesn't mean that you i don't want to say embrace it but after you come out of the this place that you're in that you're in deep pain I think it's important to look back on it and have some gratitude so you can pull the life lessons from it. Right. Because if you don't say, whew, I'm glad I'm finished with that. Right. Then you, to your point, you didn't learn anything.
1: Well, and it's like within those experiences, like you said, to be grateful for it and also recognize it's there for a reason. I was just listening to a, an interview with I think, Carrie Brownstein, uh, Sleater-Kinney, uh, Portlandia. Is it yeah, Brownstein? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I know the lady you're talking okay,
1: about. Okay. So- I was just listening to an interview with her. She's kind of all over the place right now because she's got a book. And she was talking about the importance of having things to in life to rub up against mm-hmm. that maybe are, are people either pushing back at you or struggles that you're having because it gives you a sense of boundary yeah. in life of things you still need to work on, things you're recognizing about yourself that are that are good and positive, but also having that sense of rubbing up against something because – if you have no negative experiences or or no fear at all or there's nothing to rub up, there's no, like, way to get grounded. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to recognize and be grateful sometimes for those difficult times because you rub up against them and you see things more clearly. Yeah. Things become um, illuminated where you're like, this is what's most important to me. You know, like um, – so many things in life that I have maybe started and, and stopped or given up or lost, um, when they're happening in the moment, it sure doesn't feel like I want to be grateful for it. Um, but after, you know, hindsight, looking back, it, to, it turned my life and shifted it in a whole new direction, sometimes a little more grand than others. But how thankful I am that I had that to rub up against because if you just kind of flounce through, there's no, there's not a depth to life, yeah, and these are difficult things to talk about because nobody wants negative experiences. But can we see them with different eyes? Well, the
0: one thing is, you don't, ha- I mean, what negative experiences happen to human beings, no matter what, so we all have them, right? Um, but you know, for people that want to make significant changes in life. They don't have to wait for these negative things to happen. But you know, whether it's like you you don't want to you want to diet or you want to be healthier or you want to get out of a relationship that you are in or whatever. We think of changes happening very organically over a long period of time. But actually what it is is life changes happen in a single moment. You make a decision like I am going to not do this anymore. And we, I think human beings have this condition that it just takes so long and it doesn't, it may get, it may take a long time for you to finally get to that edge where you have to like make a decision and draw a line in the sand and do it. But all those changes happen in a single moment and we don't have to like trudge through all this you know, heavy stuff to get through it. You can just make a decision and decide because that's when, and that's, that's the time frame that things happen anyways.
1: Well, and in, what's interesting is a lot of suffering in certain people's lives is in indecision. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the suffering comes when you can't make a decision. Yeah. And so people will say, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And, uh, you know, I've coached a lot of people who use that word and I'll always say, actually, you know what to do. Yeah it's just the challenge of doing it and that makes you feel confused. Right. I mean, I'm sure there are times when we really are conflicted and we have to process through it, but most of the time it's the indecision Agreed. and to not doing it and yeah. to not moving forward. You know, this whole thing um about character it's you know, it's about confronting yourself and recognizing um you know, who you are, what's most important to you. And one of the things that David Brooks says is many of us have our loves out of order. Um, I really liked that quote. Do you remember when he said that?
0: I did, but I wasn't paying attention.
1: He he talked about how, and he actually used the word sin, which I don't love that word only because it carries such a heavy energy. But actually Um, sin
0: means to miss the mark.
1: Exactly. How did you know that?
0: Oh, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Because I'm smart.
1: Did you really just know that?
0: Yeah, I've heard that a bunch of times.
1: Well, that's the Greek definition of sin. You missed the mark. Right. So even though he used that word, I won't just because... I mean, I appreciate what the the word means. Yeah, the heaviness of that
0: word as somebody who grew up Catholic means that you made a mistake and you might go to hell for it.
1: Well, not only did you make a mistake, but that you're not worthy in the eyes of other people, and that's crazy to me. But um, I will say that... When our loves are out of order, we have all these things we love. I love my work. I love my friends. I love my family. I love myself. But when they are out of order, that's when things go awry. Mm -hmm. When we have all sorts of loves, like maybe one of our loves is money because all of us need money to move through the world, right? If our love of money becomes number one – then our loves become really out of order and things start to get chaotic mm-hmm. and so one of the things we can do is recognize what we we love all these things and that's fine but what is the right and natural order for us individually right and then that's how we make our decisions now unfortunately going back to chaos and you know s- suffering and going below to that cavity Oftentimes, we have to be down there to realize what our uh, the order of our loves really are. Right. Or sometimes we have to lose to recognize what that meant to us. Right. Um, and, you know, these are these are the things we learn along the way. Like, there's no way to skip ahead and say, do you know what movie I think about a lot, Todd? Tell me. And it was actually a, a play, uh, Prelude to a Kiss. Never heard of it. Uh, Meg Ryan, okay. Alec Baldwin. Heard of them. Like I said, it was, I think, a stage production before it became a movie. And in the movie, there's an older gentleman who wishes he was young again. Meg Ryan is young, and she wishes she was old. So she didn't have to go through all of these lessons and learn all of these experiences and just get to a point where she could be content. Got it. And I often, when I think I kind of have it down in life where I'm like, okay, I've learned all these lessons. Okay, I just want to stay here. Right. I just want to stay in this contented place. And I think about Meg Ryan in that movie, and I think – Maybe I could just skip ahead to being 70 and be like, okay, did it. Right. I don't really want that, but that's the kind of feeling that a lot of us have is I don't want to go through this this journey. Um, even that word, word journey has become jargony, hasn't it? I don't want to go through this process of life. I just want to know that it's going to be okay. Right. And what I've learned, here's my big message, it's going to be okay no matter what, even when things... Don't feel good. Even when you're driven to that deep cavern, even when there's pain, you can still be okay because there's still love and grace and joy everywhere simultaneously, and there are people who are willing to help you, and there is always hope, and there is always faith, and there's always a hand to grab onto, and when you know that, it will help you walk through those difficult times more easily, um, not easily, but more Easily, Right. It's going to be okay. And sometimes Sweetie like, Bob
0: Marley. Don't worry about, about a thing. thing. Do, 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 Because every do little thing is going to be all right. right. I plugged that into my iTunes store so I could play that song, but I put Don't Worry and they gave me Bobby McFerrin. Yeah,
1: that's like the 80s version. What
0: song? But that's not the name it's, of the...
1: Isn't uh, it Three Little Birds?
0: Maybe it's Three Little Birds. Yeah. It should be called Don't worry.
1: Three little birds. Have you ever told your carpenter's story?
0: We'll save that for another show, <laughs>
1: okay. sweetie. Um,
0: can we move on? Yes, please. Um, iTunes reviews? Yes. Got something from a lady. I think I think her name is Julie. Grateful to have you on my parenting journey. I'm an avid listener and my husband now listens too. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear the guys are out there listening. Yeah, thank you. Things are very different in our house from the time we started listening in a very good way. Your podcast has been an integral part of our household shift to a more mindful approach to parenting and really, towards taking care of ourselves too. A deep, wholehearted thank you for your dedication to this work.
1: Thank you. That I'm was gonna, very nice.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you some applause for that if I can find it. Uh, we talked about our sponsor. Uh, we were going to do listeners' questions, but we ran out of time. So why don't you talk about our um...
1: real briefly? Sure. The conference. Yeah. People, this month, December. We have a coupon code Zen Friend. Use it to get a discount on your registration for the conference. Don't wait. If you know you're going, register. The reason I say that is because you can't use this coupon code after 20 or once it's 2016. So just do it. And I'm telling you, you guys, I feel so excited. We have the best partners and the best speakers. And I'm, I know everybody says this, I'm just no, this but is we how I mean feel. it. They're such great people. Not only are they like smart people and visionaries and they're wise, they're just really great people. And I'm just so pleased.
0: We're going to put them all in the same room for a day and a half. Can you
1: imagine the energy? The roof is going to blow off because it's going to be so good. That's right. You know? Um, So I guess my point is, is that... Just plan to come. I know you're like I don't know what's going to be going on that weekend. Make this is the this is the thing about choosing your loves. Yep. If you know this is something you want to do, you can make it happen. Um, and I know it's difficult with kids in the mix. Todd and I always have to deal with that. Um, but I really I really hope to see you there, Zen friend.
0: Zen friend, you got uh, two more weeks or give or take three more weeks to use that code, and then you're not going to be able to use it anymore.
1: Zengetsreal.com.
0: That's right. Um, Our last partner is Jeremy Kraft. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. He's a bald-headed beauty. He is. And his website is avidco.net. What else you got? Oh, I want to do a quick Tony Robbins thing because I'm doing this coaching uh, class, I guess, certification. Certification, yeah. And um, one thing that I thought was interesting is Tony said, because part of it is video, part of it is audio, and some of it is just workbooks but one thing he said was what's wrong is always available say that again what's wrong he's talking about like the Debbie Downers the pessimistic people what
1: is wrong is always comma, is always available. Is always available
0: <laughs> instead see it for the way it is mm. no worse okay so that's step one is what's wrong is always available so don't don't be tempted by by being a Debbie downer Got see it. it for exactly the way it is step two is visualize, see it better than the way it is. Mm. So like kind of forecast in the future the way it is. And then step three, very simple, take an action to make that visualization happen. Mm. Very simple. It is. So I am doing coaching. It is official. So if anybody's out there and wants to be coached, I'm available. I don't have a website. I don't have anything like that. You
1: do have a website,
0: ZenParentingRadio.com. Oh, it, people
1: can find you very easily.
0: So if you're interested, let me know. Um, words of wisdom? no
1: um, I would just say that are you spending time with your highest love, whatever that is, and I don't just mean the person, I mean in life. Are you making those choices? are you do you consider yourself a person of a character and do you look around saying nobody has character anymore? Because you can, you always have that choice, and being living a life of integrity has its own rewards. You may not be the wealthiest person in the world, but that never made anybody super happy. Maybe it's just having compassion and kindness for yourself and others. That's what's always made me happy.
0: My words of wisdom is just be cool, man. (laughs) Uh, Talk to you guys next week. Have a good week. Uh, We might have a Friday show this week. Oh, yeah. I think we do. I think we do. Oh, good. It's going to be a good one. Adios. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to ZenParentingRadio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at ZenParentingRadio.com or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the Send Us a Voice Message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget, our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016, For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website or through Amazon. We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in The Tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate, you can go to the thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.